This morning we invite you to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. I was planning on reading the whole psalm this morning, but someone got to it before I did. So we're going to begin reading with verse number 14. Psalm 139, beginning with verse number 14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being in, uh, unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of this passage. We are living in a day where there are men wanting to be women, and there are women who are wanting to be men. Gender-changing falsehood is being pushed by the government through the schools on children. School lunch money is being held hostage to force transgender policies. The U.S. Department of Agriculture announced that it would require certain schools to allow trans students to use the bathroom of the preferred gender for this money to be given. Teachers and students are required to use the preferred gender pronoun in regards to those individuals who are trans students or be subject to disciplinary action. What a terrible world we live in. What a disgusting world we live in. Apostle Paul wrote of the sinful activities of the Gentile world in Romans chapter 1 and how that God gave them up unto vile affections. Women changing the natural use into that which is against nature. Women burning in their lust one for another. Men working that which is unseemly. He wrote in verse 18 of that same chapter, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold or hinder the truth in unrighteousness or the ESV translation, 
who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Beloved, whether you realize it or not, we are living in the midst of Sodom and Gomorrah today. God destroyed those cities the last time I read that account in Genesis. The subject this morning is found in verse 14 of Psalm 139. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God created the human race. Science would have us to believe the human race evolved. They would have us to believe that man evolved from animals and we are nothing but animals. And the way people act, the things people do, as we look around us, there's good reason, perhaps, to even think it. Men and women and boys and girls, they're not animals. You're not an animal. Humans are created beings elevated above animals. The Bible tells us with regards to that of animals that God created the animals. Let's turn to the book of Genesis chapter 1. These are verses that I'm sure you're very familiar with. But we want to read them once again. Genesis chapter 1. Beginning with verse number 20. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created whales and every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creatures after His kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after His kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after His kind. and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. You note in those verses that God is the one who is doing the creating. He is the one, beloved, who is bringing about that of the existence of the animals. That of the animals in the sea, that of the animals in the air, the animals upon the earth. And you also note, beloved, that it says after their kind. After their kind. Beloved, <coughs> dogs produce dogs. Cats produce cats. God created the animals. God created the human race. As you go on down there in those verses in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 25, we read, And God said, 
Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the earth and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He Him. Male and female created He them. God blessed them and God said, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Several things we want to draw your attention to here in those, in those verses. First of all, the word man. God said, let us make man. The actual Hebrew word there is Adam. Adam. You say, well, was this, is this the Adam that is being spoken of over in Genesis chapter 2? We'll get there. The word Adam can mean that of mankind. It can also speak of the creation of an individual. Here, it is being used with regards to that of mankind. God created the human race. I would also draw your attention to the very fact that God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. God made the human race distinct from that of the animals. The human race is created in the image and likeness of God. He goes on to tell us there in verse 25, or verse 27, So God created man in His own image, and the image of God created He Him male and female. Note the last part of that verse. He made a distinction in that of the human race. And that distinction is between that of a male and that of a female. This is God's Word. And then we're told that man was given the dominion over that of the animal kingdom. That is the rule over that of the animal. So God created man in His own image. And the image of God created he him, male and female, and he created he them. That's your moment. Verse, verse 25, And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and so forth. Man, human, the human race, dominion over the animals. Now, as we come on further into Genesis chapter 2, we read this about that of man. And this is where, beloved, the story gets down a little bit closer to that of, on that of the individual level. Note how uh, it's worded here as we read these verses. In Genesis chapter 2, 
And in verse number 21, it says, And God, the Lord God, caused a deep sleep. Well, let's, let's back up just a few verses here. Verse number 7, chapter 2. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed. Here, beloved, we see that of the creation of the first man. The first man of the human race, which was none other than that of Adam. And we're told that He was formed out of the dust of the earth by that of God Himself and given that of the breath of life and breathed in Him His nostrils the breath of life and He became a living soul. Oh, beloved, man is so much higher than that of the animals. Formed by God Himself. His form, His pattern, beloved, being that of God's form, God's pattern. And beloved, we would say to you that God's the only one who has that pattern. He's the only one that knows about that pattern. In verse number 21, it says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. Now, just stop there. You know, as we look here in this verse, the Lord God caused Adam to fall asleep. We can see the individuality here. The Lord God caused a sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh. And said thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Beloved, the facts are there. From man, woman was made. God took a rib from Adam and made woman. The pattern, God's pattern. He's the only one knows about it. Your sex has been determined by God. You cannot change it, and it is made known fully at birth. God created you. God created the human, human race, and God created you. You individually, He created 
He's the one that formed you in the womb, giving you the breath of life and making you a living soul. You are special in that way. The psalmist David wrote where we began this morning. In verse 14 through 16, he says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, and being unperfect, and in the book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with thee. I will praise thee, the psalmist says. Now, the psalmist here is none other than David, the man after God's own heart. And he says, I will praise thee. He's lifting up his voice unto that of God, his God. He says, I will praise thee. I will give thee thanks. I will give thee the honor that is due unto thee. And with that same breath, there in verse 14, he says, For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The word for there is a word for reason. Beloved, David here is telling us why he will lift up his voice in praise unto God. The God who is his creator. He says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The psalmist is saying about himself. I am amazing and distinctly made. That word fearfully, the idea there is that of all. And the psalmist David here is speaking of the very fact of his creation, himself. And he's saying, I stand in awe as I look at that of myself. My human body. Who I am. And God is the one who created me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am distinguished. Did you know you were distinguished? Now, some of us have gray hair. And they say that distinguishes us. But whether you have gray hair or not, let me say to you, you are distinguished. You have been distinguished by that of your Creator. There is not another one like you. You're similar to others, but you're different. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Not only is there a distinction from that of the inanimate objects and the brute creation, but also 
in who I am, David here is telling us. He goes on to say, Marvelous are thy works. Yes, in general we can say marvelous are his works. But I don't believe the psalmist David here was speaking of that of the works of God in a general sense here uh, per se. I believe, beloved, he was speaking with regards to that of his own creation. Marvelous are thy works. He was particularly referring to himself, his person and body. He being made in the image and likeness of God. His body brought into existence by God's ordained means. It goes on to say, and that my soul knoweth right well. He says, I am fully convinced of this. This wasn't something that David thought, well, you know, that, that sounds about right. It wasn't something that David mustered up. No, beloved, God had revealed this unto David. Through that of the prophets of old, they had come before him. David goes on to say, that my soul knoweth right well, I am fully convinced of this. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfected, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. David goes on to tell us that God saw it all in that of the making. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. That is, when I was made in the womb. God saw it all. He was involved in it all. He saw it all. He saw the process. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfected. Referring to that of the embryo. That of the fetus. God had a misting of our members. And in thy book all my members were written which in, in continuance were fashioned. He had a pattern for me. As a weaver spins the garment as the engraver carves that of the image, beloved, God the Creator made you. Your creation is an exhibit to the handiwork of the eternal Creator, God. Your human body, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth, your teeth, arms, hands, fingers, toes, and feet. Beloved, every member of that of your body, beloved, they yell out at that of God as their Creator. You know, sometimes there'll be babies that will be born and they'll be born without maybe a member of the body. But it wasn't by accident. 
It wasn't by accident. The distinction between the sexes We'll draw your attention to some examples of the wonders of your creation. Heat from our rapidly beating heart would all the heat from our rapidly beating heart would kill us if it were not designed with a special lubricated bag that reduces friction. Unlike the wires in a hardwired computer, our brain cells are constantly making new connections and pruning old ones that are unused. Guarding our bodies is a thin layer of dead cells arranged into precisely arranged columns that are spot welded together. The gender of bones. This is amazing. Something, sometimes when a body is found, all that remains is a skeleton. Forensic anthropologists analyze bones to solve criminal cases and identify bodies. The structure of bones holds a wealth of information such as health, age, height, and most important to forensic analysis, gender. Bones are colored pink and blue, and the differences between the structures can be subtle or more pronounced depending upon the individual skeleton. However, when we look at the basic skeletal structure of males and females, we see differences that point to a wise creator who designed the genders. We can praise our creator whose attention to details goes all the way to the bones. The pelvis opening. Compared to adult males, the typical adult female pelvis has a rounder, flatter inlet from the top and a larger, rounder outlet below, both features to facilitate childbirth. The pubic arch. Pubic arch is an angle formed where the hip bones meet in the front. In males, the pubic angle is sharper and more V-shaped. The wider pubic angle of the average adult female facilitates childbirth. Ribs. Contrary to popular myth, males and females have the same number of ribs. Two sets of 12. However, female ribs are generally 10% smaller in volume and inclined to allow for changes during pregnancy. The eye shape. Seven bones from the orbit which provides a protective barrier around the delicate eyeball. Males eye Orbitals tend to be square and have blunt upper eye margins, while female orbitals are rounder with sharp edges in the upper eye margins. Those are just a few of the differences. Beloved, how amazing. You say, well, where did you get this? All this information. We can go to AnswersInGenesis.com. You can find this information and much, much more. I'm not advertising for Answers in Genesis. I'm just wanting, wanting you to know where I got the information. 
what's the application of all of this? Well, first and foremost, I would say, let us, like David, I will praise Thee. Let us, like David, give the praise of thanksgiving to that of the God who is our Creator, who made us. Give Him that of the love and gratitude which is due unto Him. And confess the truth that He is our Creator, that He is our Maker. God is your Creator and you are accountable unto Him. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, God is your Creator. And you will face Him. God tells us in His Word that we have sinned against Him. He tells us of His love, mercy, grace, and the salvation which is provided for us through the Lord Jesus Christ, His Son. And it is as we acknowledge our sins and our rebellion against Him, repent of our sins and trust in Him we have out of the hope of eternal life, the forgiveness of sins. May God grant you that grace to repent and to believe He hasn't yet. Confessing. Beloved, we're living in a sick world. And I say to you, one that is getting itself ready for the judgment of God. Uh, on the back of the bulletin, we have an old hymn. Christ receiveth sinful men.
rejoice in, in my wonderful creation uh, and uh, its beauty and order, Lord, in uh, complementary way, everything works together. Lord, we, uh, we stand amazed. We know that uh, all of this declares by uh, glory uh, that day after day under the speech. Lord, we uh, praise Thee as our Creator, as the lover of our souls in Christ Jesus, our Redeemer. Uh, Father, for all this, we uh, give Thee thanks. Father, we do pray that You Bless your word in our hearts. Do help us to uh, be grounded in the truth of the scripture. Uh, Lord, may we not be deceived or pulled away uh, to uh, believe a lie. Father, we um, do pray that you bless our country. Lord, do forgive us uh, for our wickedness or for our iniquity, uh, which has abounded. So greatly, especially in these uh, last days, we uh, pray that you have mercy upon us, that you give uh, grace to repent, to believe, Lord, may you uh, be glorified and honored through the salvation of thy people or throughout this world. Now, Lord, we uh, again pray your blessing upon your word here today. Bless. Thank mm-hmm. you.